What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the 5-1 Formation Podcast. Today, it's me, George, and Tommy, and we're going to be covering Bundesliga and Premier League action. Tommy, good to see you from a distance. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> yeah, We ain't stopping, but unfortunately, this is, uh, this is the reality. This is what it's come down to. Uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Montreal and Quebec have, uh, have been in cold red. So we can't see anybody but ourselves in the mirror. But anyways, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> we're just trying to do what we do. We're just trying to like give the best content that we can, even though we're not together. It sucks, like because I would a hundred percent much prefer to be with the boys doing it together. I'm sure you're on the same boat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. It's all we have to do, but I'd rather be with my boys in the room kicking ass that's it man all right we're gonna jump right into it with some bundesliga action a lot of interesting games and uh, a lot of ups and downs as usual but we're gonna go right ahead with the reigning champs with Bayern munich just 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 making it yeah four three against her the berlin yeah and who else to fucking save the day your boy robert Lewandowski scoring four fucking goals any, any I, comments about it? Yeah, it's just, I don't want to put down Bayern too much because we know that they're a powerhouse team, the best team in Europe, hands down. But the past couple of weeks, they're showing that they're not, they're not up there. Like, they've been slipping a bit. But I'm not putting them down because fatigue plays a big part. I have a feeling fatigue... They played a lot of soccer last year, a lot of competitions, won all the competitions that they're a part of. So the past two weeks haven't been up to their standards, but hey, they come away with another with a back to the winning column because last week they slipped up against Hoffenheim losing 4-1. But now they win 4-3, like my boy George said, inches away from coming away with a tie. But who other than Robert Lewandowski to score in the 93rd minute penalty shot? Taking the win 4-3. And by the way, he scored all four goals, George. Yeah. He's 32 years old. There's no stopping him. So how many goals do you think that he's going to finish this year? Just Let's just let's just make it simple in the Bundesliga. In the Bundesliga? Think- strictly Bundes? Yeah. The 30 ballpark again. Oh, yeah? You think he's going to hit 30? Yeah. Because I know when this, when this team becomes in dominant form again, he's just going to be bagging all the goals. Oh, I have sure. a feeling he's going to be in the 30-margin 30, 30 mark again. What about you? I think I think he'll hit around the 25-goal range. Um, I don't think that's terrible to nonetheless. I, I still think 25 goals in a, in a Bundesliga season is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not saying he's going to slow down, but I'm saying maybe in general... Uh, Bayern are going to be an easier team to beat rather than last year. Well, not easier, but... I know what you mean. It won't be a walk in the park for them kind of thing, if you understand. Yeah. Because they've showed some weaknesses in the defense. They've shown that uh, they've had, like, these, these, like, mental collapses during the game. And they're showing some some signs of weakness, like you said. 
It could mm-hmm. be fatigue. It could be not rotating the players enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they still got they still got the job done. They still get the three points. And uh, every three points that you collect in the beginning of the season, especially, yeah. is super, super, super important. Yeah. So, especially the way the table looks now in Bundes, yeah, that they're sitting fourth with six points. So yeah. that's not that's not Bayern Munich standards. But even last season, they started off a bit rocky, and then you saw <laughs> the rest is history. They went on a dominant train, and there was no stopping them. For sure, I really, I really think that uh, Hansi Flick has this team, uh, like I've said before, uh, working very well together as a unit. So I don't think it's a question of either the coaching. I really think maybe it's just, uh, like I said, these little mental lapses and maybe fatigue. Yeah, for sure. So I agree. Speak, so speaking of one of the player, uh, one of the Bayern players, Leroy Sané is out for two to three weeks. With the same knee injury that he had previously in last season with Manchester uh, what, what, what are your shame. thoughts on that? It's a damn shame. I thought this year would be the year that he probably gets away with no injuries. That's what I wanted. I wanted a Leroy Sané going home, playing for his Bayern team with no injuries, playing every game. But, oh man, it's just a shame when you find out that it's the same knee that he injured in Man City. So they're looking around two to three weeks he's going to be out of commission. So it doesn't really hurt because this week is, as everyone knows, it's uh, international break. So he should be missing around one to two games, which is not a big hit, but still sucks for him, man. It's a shame. Sucks for him, but we did see our Canadian boy play the left mid position, which was was very interesting to see. Uh, Yeah. But if anything, that's more of his natural position because he is a winger yeah. uh, by by nature, or that's his preferred position. Yeah. It's just he got put into the left back spot when he came to to Bayern Munich, and he's done fantastically. Oh man! And I'd like to see him more in a in a offensive position. I'd like to see what he can so do. So do I, because I find he brings a lot more offensively. But we all saw what he could do defensively. Murdered it. But I agree with you, George. I find we're going to see a more exciting Davies up top. Can't wait. Yeah, neither could I. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving right along with Dortmund. And yeah. another team, too, that seems to struggle. But this week, they came up with a f- against Freiburg. And, yeah. uh, again, just the, just the younglings doing what they love the most. Uh, yeah. Erling Haaland getting a brace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked phenomenal. Gio too looked very good. Yeah. And finally, funny enough, uh, what's his name? Marco Royce got a start. And we yeah. were we were talking about it last week, how maybe the coach uh, needs to start like a more veterans on the team. And boom, there you go. Marco, yeah. Marco Royce with the start. You can't have your leader on the bench, George. Week in, week out, bring him in 70th minute. You can't. You can't expect to win and compete against Bayern if you have Marco Royce right in the bench or Julian Brandt. You can't. So I'm happy he's back in the starting position. And look what happens. 4 nothing win. Comfortable win. But you expect a big team like Dortmund to get this win against a Freiburg team. You know what I mean? Don't get a one-goal game, one two-goal. You have to put them out of commission. 4 nothing. kill the game, be dominant. 
So good for them. For sure. All right. Uh, next up, we have Hoffenheim. Uh, coming back from beating Bayern 4-1 last week, they ended up losing 2-1 to Frankfurt. So is this a question of being inconsistent or the Bundesliga showing inconsistencies? Like, what are your thoughts on that? From what I saw last season, it's not specific teams. It's the whole league. You see these teams on a strong roll and then just fall off. Dortmund, you see it do it. Within a within months, they'll go on a really good streak and then drop games against teams that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Leipzig, same thing. Mönchengladbach, same thing. Bayern, the first half of the season last year, same thing. I find these teams just have to be consistent. Look at Bayern since uh, since the start of 2020. You saw them killing games, being consistent, being dominant. Every team should be like that. And I find Bundes last season showed a lot of spells of inconsistency. Oh, for sure. And uh, speaking of Leipzig, like you said, they're in first place, even though yeah. the season has just started yeah. with seven points, and they're yeah. ahead of the Bavarian Giants and the, the, the champions, uh, yeah. Bayern Munich. So do you think it's going to be a toss-up between Leipzig, Bayern, and Dortmund? Like, what are your thoughts? I'm going to be honest. When we made a prediction for the Bundesliga season, I wasn't talking high on RB Leipzig because I saw that they lost Timo Warner. But for the first three games that they've played, they've been shutting me up. But the thing is, I'm not putting him on a pedestal yet because, like, like I say many times, and like my boy George knows, it's a long season. Definitely. If they could keep this up, which I don't think they can, and especially with Bayern and Dortmund now starting to wake up again, uh, but good on them. Good on them. They're doing this without Warner, bro. Just think of it. They're doing this without Warner. Doing this without Warner, and just a reminder for, for everybody, they played Schalke, uh, and they won 4-0, and this is the team that previously got destroyed by Bayern Munich, 8-0. Yeah. So maybe maybe Schalke is not what they used to be. Uh, they look like a... They might seem to be like a poor side, yeah, but good for Leipzig for taking advantage. Uh, they did lose their best player in uh, what's his name, Weston McKenney. Yeah, he's now with uh, Juventus. But mm -hmm. Schalke have also been uh, affected by the cor coronavirus nice. uh, financially, so it's not looking good for Schalke too. But on the other hand, like I said, Leipzig picking up a, a three three easy points. Yeah, is there anything that you wanted to add for the Bundesliga before we jumped on? To the mighty Premier League. Dallum. No, but I think uh, we covered all the spots, George, that we needed to for Bundes. But we're not going to see him again for another for another week because international break. So we'll see how the teams come back. I don't know if this is going to ruin form with some teams and some players. But we'll see. That's it for Bundes. It's it's very possible. And it's, it's, it's good that you mentioned that, too, because uh, I feel like a lot of these international end up either ruining the team, not ruining, but affecting the team in a po in a negative way yeah. rather than in a positive way. Uh, yeah. I've seen it multiple times where uh, a player is on a hot streak, comes on international break, comes back, and then struggles. I've seen players where they go on international break and they pick up an injury. But I've also seen the, the, I've seen the opposite, where they go on international break uh, I guess it's good to like change the environment, change the team, 
And next thing you know, they're flying high when they come back to their respective clubs. Yep. So, like you said, the season is long and time will tell. Yep. All right. Moving right along to the mighty Premier League. And I put mighty Premier League. I put that with a lot of emphasis because I think this weekend proved to a lot of people and a lot of fans that I think the title is up for grabs for any team if they really want it. You can say that again, George. Because we have seen very, very big upsets this weekend. We have seen very, very dominant performances. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just a toss-up at this point. Yeah. So we're going to get right into it with uh, the first-place team, Everton and Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, they're, they've been flying high. They're defeated four yeah. games. Uh, they had a win uh, versus Brighton 4-2. And uh, I just it's, just, it's just really something nice to see. Mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Now, this is a guy that... Came out of nowhere, George. Bursting out through the scene. Like, it's... it's you have to applaud him. You have to applaud him. Putting up his names... With uh, all the other dominant England-born strikers, with uh, Vardy, Harry Kane, Ings, like, good on him. And especially that he's so young, proving to be, like, the like the real deal, I would say. Mm-hmm. We saw glimpse, glimpses of it last season, where, like, okay, this kid is going gonna, is gonna to do something. And the fact that now he has a very, very, uh, I would say, respected coach under him. I feel like he's getting the best out of him, and it's it's just a wonder, wonderful to see. Wonderful to see for Everton. If you're obviously not an Everton fan, you're like, okay, yeah. like you obviously want the team to go down. But yeah. it's really it's really nice to see. Um, also, another player that's flourishing, obviously under uh, Carlo Ancelotti, is none other than James Rodriguez. He's he got a brace this weekend, and uh, again, just absolutely showing that. He's still world class. Yeah. He's still good. He still has what it takes. He's not finished. And uh, nope. and to be doing this at the highest of level, and to be doing this in the Premier League also, which I don't in think the hardest it's, league. It's people do say it is one of the toughest leagues, if not the toughest league to play in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like amazing, amazing, like, amazing, amazing. But I think we all saw this coming. Because the being Renato Ancelotti, you know, he could bring out the best out of him. But, like, usually it takes players a month to be settled into a team, especially leaving from one league, going to a new one. But it's like, Camus is, like, playing like he's been in this league for years now. And you have to really applaud him. He's found his way. He's one of the top mids now in the game. And yeah. high hopes for Everton. If they keep this up, high hopes. Honestly. And considering that they didn't have much of a preseason either because of the scheduling, because oh. of scheduling and COVID, uh, it's it's really remarkable what Everton are doing right now. And let's just hope to see if they could continue on with the form. Mm-hmm. And just a quick reminder to to the fans that they're playing obviously after international break. They're playing Liverpool, so it's going to be a very side derby. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a very good game, considering that Liverpool were absolute, absolutely destroyed this weekend by Aston Villa, out of all teams. No offense. 
Can we talk about this game, George? <laughs> we we will, but I want to get into another. I want to get into another fixture that happened this weekend before we Go get into it. that, because I feel like that's that in itself is a very very important topic because yeah. there was a lot that happened at that game for both teams. Mm-hmm. So my next question to you is, with the Manchester United and Tottenham game, obviously. You are head like head over the moon, an yeah. absolutely uh, masterclass uh, performance yep. by Jose Mourinho, I would say. But do you think that VAR is getting a little out of hand? Like we've we've mentioned it multiple times in our segments, yeah. but now it's just getting like yeah, like um, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh no, it was a red card. No, no, even though it benefited my team. George, week in, week out, it's like we always have something negative to say about this. That is not a red card. I don't know what these refs are doing, just giving out red cards like nothing. But a little tap on the face, George. We've all played soccer. We've all gotten hit or anything, and we don't fall down like that, like we got shot or knocked out by Mike Tyson. Like, (laughs) I'm talking about, like, Lamella. He gets tapped in the face by Anthony Martial and falls like he just got decked in the face. And gets a red card for it. Nah, man. Something's got to change. Because that is soft. Soft, soft. I don't know what's your take on it, George. But it's a joke. Listen, uh, I'm, I agree with you 100%. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think one player should have been penalized for, for, that, uh, for that incident. No chance. For me, minimum, a yellow for both. That's the that's what I would have done if I was in the referee's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yet again, uh, you don't know what the referee is thinking. You don't know what he saw. There's like so much stuff. But the thing is, is that you have VAR and you're not using it properly, like the way it was like meant to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing. Now let's talk about the game itself. Yeah. Six one against Manchester United. Uh, give me your thoughts. What do you like? I'm not because I, I was gonna come up with just shitting on Man U, like how they their players didn't look like they belonged on the field. They look lost, not playing in position, doing bad mistakes. But I'm gonna put that aside. I'm gonna start praising my boys a bit because this week has been tough. We played Chelsea, won in penalty shots. Then we played the Carab- the Carabao. What do you call it? The, the, the playoff round, not Carabao, Europa League. Uh, Europa League. Yeah, against Maccabee, 1 7 2. And then after on the weekend, we just beat the mighty <laughs> Man United 6 1. So and, I'm just. And you beat them at home. And we beat them at Old, Tra- at Old Trafford, tying their biggest loss over there to Man City years back. But, man, Mourinho, you see what happens when you give him a team, George? When you believe in a system, I know we say it's fossil football, but when you back your manager up, you get results. And this is it. Levy's finally backing up his manager. Look at the signings that we've done. Like, it's no joke. Like, me as a Tottenham fan, I see every week, boom, another signing, another signing, another signing. It feels good. Now I know what it feels like to be one of the top clubs when you want to go and improve your team and you spend money. Feels good. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, and... And for any team, if they're winning, it does feel it does feel good, and it does it does feel good to see results. Yeah. 
you know, sorry, pardon me. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to talk about Jose Mourinho and uh, the jersey right behind you, Hyun Min Son. So apparently he was supposed to be out in uh, with a very big thigh injury or whatnot. Long term, they said, a month Long-term. and a half. Is this a showcase of Mourinho's psychological tactics and plans that that uh, he performed? Yeah, because every time he gets asked about Sun, he'll say his thing, but then you see a little smirk on the side of his mouth. It's it's all mind games, George. And I know you know about it a lot because he was a Chelsea manager for years, very successful. Yeah. So you know it's all mind games. We could we could we could say he. For sure. He came out, he said, yeah, we're going to lose Sun for a long time. And then, boom, miraculously, plays against Man U and scores a brace. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Why wouldn't you? And, all right, so now that we've spoken a bit about Tottenham, I want to I wanna get into Manchester United without really scolding them. Okay. <laughs> so. We'll, we'll take it easy. <laughs> we'll take it, yeah, we'll take, we'll take it easy. Um. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, and I think a lot of people share this opinion too. You've seen it all over through Sky Sports, uh, yeah. Zone, all these all these pundits coming out. Patrice Evra, who is, a Ma- who is a Manchester United legend. Uh, him just absolutely like just ripping into them and just like yeah. losing it because he's obviously he's, he's passionate. He loves Manchester United. But it's like, where do you go from here? Can we say what we always say, George? Defense. You see this team, like they'll always, they'll always try to get forwards, wingers. They'll try to improve their scoring. But that's not the problem. When you have higher Maguire as your captain, George, like it's, it's sad. It's sad that it's not you can't you can't be in a winning way like that and Luke Shaw is your left back. Like and Lindelof as the other center back. I know yeah. he didn't play last game, it was Bailly. Yeah. But they're looking at the wrong positions. Like they went the whole transport. We gotta get Sancho. We gotta get Sancho. Sancho's not gonna solve your problems. I don't understand what the board's doing. I understand the fans' frustration, but wouldn't you agree, George? buff up your defense because that's what that's what it is man listen i know i know we we spoke about it last uh last episode but uh i feel like we're repeating ourselves but yeah. the, the truth of the matter is is that you cannot be playing games like that and showcasing uh, performances like that especially for a prestigious club like manchester united no. you know like i'm sorry i don't like them but I do no. respect them. I know yeah. I know where they stand in the footballing world, you know? And performances like that is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. No. Unacceptable. Harry Maguire, you're taking down your own uh, your own teammate, Luke Shaw, to go get the ball. Mind you, okay, it was a bit of a scrappy goal, but that, yeah. that goal began yeah. uh, with Harry Maguire's mistake. Yep. So... Just absolutely abysmal, and I don't even, I don't even want to begin with what's happening in the locker room between the players. I could just imagine yeah. uh, the tempers flaring, uh, you know, attitude and like players yeah. fighting with each other. Now I don't know this for a fact, but I mm-hmm. can just imagine what goes on 
in the back in the background scenes. You know, we've seen yeah. a bit of it in the uh, in the doc series with Tottenham, all or, yeah. all or nothing. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure, there's there's scuffles between the players. You it's know? all sunshine and rainbows, man. For sure, you know, and every I'm sure every player and every team wants to win, but you can't be winning when you have performances like that. No, and I'm and sorry, George, if if these fans want to keep praising. Like, like you said, me and you, we're not too fond about Man United. But you have to understand, they're one of the top, if not like top three, top teams in the world. Historically, everything. You put on the badge, it's one of the biggest badges in the world. Yeah. But as, but as a fan, how could you still sit there and like try to praise this team? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, these are not, you can't be the mighty Manchester United. And be happy placing third in the table. That's not the winning way. That's what Evra, Keane say year in, year out. The, the, their mindset and their mentality isn't there, George. I, it's, I don't know what to say. We, 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 it's week in, week out. We talk about how to improve the team, what has to change, and they don't do it. I don't get it. I don't understand. For for me, it's just it's just a matter like. Another thing that I don't understand is that uh, you obviously see that your defense is like it needs fixing. Yeah. Yet you're going for a player who is a forward, uh, Jaden Sancho. Like you said, they were trying to pursue him for so so long, but it's like I feel like they're making moves based on like a financial and marketing aspect, whereas they're not actually fixing the team to yeah. win trophies to win never mind trophies trophies is like yeah. out of the question to yeah. win games yeah you know what i mean so they're like there's that and another thing too like their best player uh arguably paul pogba where where has he been you know and i'm not a fan of paul pogba but i'm gonna i'm gonna dig at him yeah the only thing i hear about paul pogba is how good he was back then and how good he can be yeah. But nothing about what he's doing right now. No. You know? I, I, yeah, it's like I find people are scared to really say what his true form is and how he's actually playing because, oh, no, he's Paul Pogba. I don't want to shit on him because he is an outstanding player when he's on top of his game. But you can't hide the fact that this past couple of seasons, George, he's been, he hasn't been the same Paul Pogba. It's been like this. When if you put that much money into a player and you want to praise him like, oh, man, it's Paul Pogba. George, you're going to be playing like this every freaking game. So I, I'm with you. The praise on Paul Pogba, like, you can't anymore. You can't praise him. He's not playing the way he's supposed to be. Anyways, uh, we're going to see. Obviously, they've been uh, United have been pretty busy in the transfer market because today is deadline day. Yeah. But we'll get into that in our other segment. We're going to be covering uh, transfer deadline and uh, Champions League soccer too. Yes, so, sir. So from one from one Manchester team to another, we're going to look at City real quick and getting a draw with a newly promoted Leeds. Now Leeds have been uh, quite impressive so far, yeah. Uh, yeah. but another team just not making it happen i don't i don't know and and for and for not for anything i feel like city city have more to prove because of the huge signings that they've made because yeah. of like uh of the defense they keep they keep bolstering up every every window practically yeah but uh ruben diaz got to start 
Mm-hmm. Uh, new, newly, newly signed to Man City. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. Yeah, because he, because I watched the game. He, he did his part. He was there defensively, giving out the long balls. But if I have to point one finger to a defensive player, George, it's Mendy. I know we can't really shit on him because of his past injuries, but man. It looks like he does not belong on that team. He's not benefiting the team. He's not helping them at all. That that has to change. Either change it or he has to find his form back. But I think the injuries really screwed him up because yeah. he was the weakest link on that team. And uh, and enough for any. I don't know if the if the goal came from his side. Well, actually, the goal came from like uh, Ederson screwing up. Yeah. But he had a pretty decent game until. Until yeah. that happened, you know. So well, he's also been another player too that I feel City fans uh, are like on the fence about because yeah. he has shown like these, again, like these mental lapses, like these stupidities, these fuck ups that you shouldn't be doing as a goalkeeper. Especially our boy Alex says it uh, says it enough about uh, how he really feels about Ederson's play. But for for Man City, if you want to be that top team, which they have been. They've been dominant, two titles back-to-back. But you can be dropping points to a newly promoted team like Leeds. I know Leeds have been showing promise. They've been doing good. But for Man City, like Alex said, it was just a poor performance. That's all you have to say. It, was just, it just wasn't their game. So now their record is the first three games is one win, one draw, and a loss. That's not a form that Man City fans are used to. Listen, it's definitely not the best, but you have to you have to consider that Man City are down one game uh, to compared to other other Premier League teams. They've only played three, and other Premier League teams have played four. And I feel like that might be a determining factor later on in the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's going to benefit them. But we'll see. Like like we said, time will tell, and uh, and yeah. All right, so, so just an off right game. Along. That's it. Yeah. So we see Tottenham defeat United 6-1 and we're, you know, PL fans, football fans all around the world were like absolutely amazed seeing a crazy yeah. game like that. And then moments later or I, I can't even yeah. describe to you, <laughs> you can. what I saw. You can. The reigning champs Liverpool Losing seven two to Austin Villa, and let me remind you. How many did Villa score? Seven. And and just and just a quick reminder. Villa were on the the brink of regulation. We're so close of getting regulated uh, last uh, relegated last season. Sorry. My bad. I screwed up the word. That's (laughs) my bad. They were so close to getting relegated, and then they do this to the reigning champs. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, like, lost for words. I don't even know what to say. There's not much to say. Just, yeah, everyone's in awe. The whole soccer world's looking at this and said, what the hell happened to Liverpool losing 7-2 to, to Villa? Like, it's just, oh, man. It's not a great start for Liverpool. Because you saw the game one, they won 4-3 against Leeds, conceded three, and now you lose 7-2 to Villa. It's been rocky for Liverpool. 
Listen, I will I, I will say this that uh, what's his name? Becker didn't play. I think he's injured and he's going to be injured for a while. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. So Adrian comes in between the posts. Obviously, you can't pin it all on him, but there oh. were a lot of mistakes that he did that yeah. really cost the team. Yeah. Sadio Mane didn't play either. No. But the rest no of the excuse. Team, the rest of the team was there though. Yeah. You 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 buy Diogo Jota for a reason for yeah. reasons like that. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, I think it's more Aston Villa exposing Liverpool this year. So Jack Grealish, my oh my, this guy. What a stud! I what think, a stud! I think he's gonna stay there one more year and then that's it. If he continues the way he's playing, there's no way he's staying. There is my, no way. My guess is, is Villa has a good season this year, and he really. But if he keeps up this form, teams are going to come knocking into, at his door. Big clubs. So I find it hard for him to say yes to another year, especially if big clubs come uh, wanting to tell, wanting to take him. But yeah, this guy is a stud, man. Look what he's doing with a team like Villa. Put him on his back. Five points. Yeah. A brace and three assists. Against Liverpool, George. Can we say it again? I, uh, I know. It, it's remarkable. Another player, too, now. Uh, Ollie Watkins. Now, yep. this young lad came from Brentford. Okay, mm-hmm. so he came from the Championship League. Right? Mm-hmm. Record signing for Aston Villa for around 38 million, uh, uh, million pound, uh, pounds, I think. Or a million dollars. I'm not too, too sure. But... Coming in and scoring three goals against the defending champs, like what a game this kid had! I could imagine. Put yourself in Watkins' shoes. You got to start against Liverpool, and then you do not expect yourself to score a hat trick. And then when the final whistle blows, you sit down in the locker room. You're like, "Fuck!" Just scored a hat trick against the defending champs. Oh, for sure, for sure. He must be. Listen, right now. I, I will say this now. I feel like I feel like Austin Villa have made some very good signings uh, this year because yeah. uh, I think they did realize, like, listen, we can't afford to do the same thing that we did last year. They've made yeah. uh, a lot of mistakes. They they were they're a decent side, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're a team that's learning. So yeah. an- another signing that I want to talk about is uh, Emiliano Martinez who is the backup goalkeeper for Arsenal, who just recently signed with them. And uh, he's looking amazing, too. Obviously winning two trophies with Arsenal. And he was the main reason, George. He was one of the main reasons on why they won the FA. Great goalkeeper. Happy for him to get the starting position at Aston Villa. Good on him. So, I mean, kudos on Aston Villa. But now this is, this is the part where I feel like because this happened, the title race has just opened up completely. Oh, big time! Big because time. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a seven-two loss on Liverpool's. Uh, if you look at, if you're looking at Liverpool's side, I don't yeah. think a seven-two loss is a slip-up. No. So, like seven-two, like that. That's that's not a That's like we said. Now, like I said a couple episodes ago, teams know Liverpool's play right now they know what they do they've seen the they've seen the tape 
teams are starting to figure them out. This won't be another dominating year. You said it also yourself. You're not going to see the same dominance from Liverpool this season. And that's it. The teams are figuring them out. I think uh, the title race is up for grabs this year. We said EPL is going to be a lot more closer for the race. And I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. Very excited. And, and uh, I can't wait to watch more. A little disappointing that they're on international break. But it is what it is. And uh, by the way, we didn't talk about uh, a former blue scoring a goal also. Ross the boss. Barkley. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a goal against Liverpool in his Aston Villa debut. I, I was seeing I was seeing it all over Twitter. People saying that like it was all like initially planned by Frank Lampard. They're like, send him out on loan just before the Liverpool game, so they could do that to <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> I thought honestly, uh, congrats to him. I think he's a quality player. Uh, he was a quality player even with Everton. Uh, he's just shown inconsistencies. But playing in a team like Austin Villa is great. He's going to get minutes, and maybe that's what he needs. If mm-hmm. he gets regular playing time, maybe his career might, you know, skyrocket. Yeah. It obviously showed, and that's another thing, too. He loves scoring against Liverpool because he did score against Liverpool in the FA with Chelsea uh, last year. Yes, so he did. It was, it was good, good to see. Ross. Good thanks for Ross. Thanks for mentioning that. Thank you. Thank you. Good for Ross. I saw good the jerseys in the back, so... Brought me a little uh, Ross memory. There you go. <laughs> all right. So I think that's all the time that we have left. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Tommy, this was an absolute ple- pleasure. Oh, man, uh, I love you. Hey, man, uh, we're going to keep doing this. Even with the lockdown, you ain't stopping us. So, no guys, thanks a lot again for tuning in, as always. You can find our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, and you could also follow us on Instagram, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at 5-1 Formation. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for the support, boys. Always. Peace. Pleasure.